Hi, Gemstones, and welcome to another episode of Blurg. Today we're diving into the seventh episode of season three, <laughs> Senior Macho Solo, just an opus of an episode. Love is in the air of 30 Rock, in addition to the copious crazy pumped through the air vents. Foreshadowing? Absolutely. Peter Dinklage and Selma Hayek guest star as Liz and Jack's respective episode darlings with varying levels of meet-cute-cuteness. Think... <laughs> 233rd season of One Light to Live at Best and Dateline at Liz. In other plot <laughs> points, Tracy tries to protect his wealth from his wife, which somehow is the most stable and healthy relationship in the 30 Rock world. Jenna embodies Janice, and Kenneth is just happy for the screen time. Let's dive in. <laughs> what is this, Horseville? Because I am surrounded by naysayers. We are lovers. Oh, that word bums me out. Unless it's between the words meat and pizza. Live every week like a shark week. So, uh, that's the tour, Elisa. I think you'll find being my mother's nurse a mixed bag. When she's in a foul mood, it can be horribly unpleasant. But at other times, she is... Asleep. I understand elder care can be stressful. Uh, especially when the object of that care wanders around at night in Depression-era petty pants. You should have seen my grandmother in her later years. Do you know what kind of clothes all Puerto Rican ladies wear around the house? No. Me neither, because she never wore any. But family is family. And you're a good son. Well, I do what I can for my mother. Jack, somebody's got to dry me off. He just left, Mrs. Donahue. I'm coming to help you. This is a fucking amazing episode. <laughs> yeah. Tell me all about it. What do you think? Well, I mean, I couldn't even fit the rest of everything in my spoiler of an intro. The Benny Hill montages, the everything. It's just so good. I would say everything is good except the Benny Hill montage. Did you, <laughs> I, did you guys watch Benny Hill growing up? A little bit, yeah. It would come on like in the middle of the night on Channel 19 on Saturday nights. And I would just be like, what is this? It's amazing. I mean, first of all, so at this point, Peter Dinklage has not, he's shooting, I guess, Game of Thrones as this is coming out. So the only reason I knew him is from Station Agent. Me too, with Bobby Cannavale. Oh, oh. My gosh. And I was like, who do I want to fuck more? I cannot choose. Bobby Cannavale's taking a real turn lately. He was in the Octavia Spencer, Melissa McCarthy movie. That was his prime, though. Yeah, Station That's Agent. Prime and, of his um, prime. Third Watch. <laughs> He was a hottie in a fireman uniform or EMT. I'm into it. That's my Anthony Michael. All those face. words. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, this does begin the Janice Jorf Jomplin. Yes. Um, I mean, come on. <laughs> Selma Hayek, Peter Dinklage, Benny Hill, Janice Jorf Jomp or whatever. All of it's fantastic. I feel like this was a turning point for me with Selma Hayek. I don't remember her in anything that I was like a fan of. I yeah. liked Frida, which was after this, but I loved her on the show. I just thought she was so funny. Wait, I wasn't Frida before this? Was it? Could be. I thought it was like 2002. I could be wrong. I'm sure you're right. You're much better with dates than I am. And I am Senior Julie. So, you know, old. <laughs> you're Senior Macho. <laughs> so we start this episode out in the hallway. It's Liz and Jenna. <laughs> Love and it. She's like, Liz, did you hear? And Liz is like, yeah, is your brother going to be okay? She's like, oh, no. <laughs> So there's a new movie about Janis Joplin going into production now. It turns out there have been many real attempts at making a Janis Joplin movie in real life. 
Uh, Amy Adams was supposed to star in one. Right. Michelle Williams was supposed to star in one, and they just keep getting canceled. Oh, so the latest incarnation was in 2017, and it turned out Amy Adams would not be playing Janis Joplin after all. You know who's going to do it? Who? Emily Blunt. And here's why. Love Emily Blunt, but in the show that John Krasinski has, Lip Sync Battle, RuPaul Ripoff, whatever... She did a Janis Joplin song and was like, I killed it. I did amazing. And then we've got Anne Hathaway swinging on a fucking wrecking ball. Gorge. Is this a show with Chrissy Teigen and LL Cool J? Yeah. Okay. You said John Krasinski's show. I was like, what? Well, he made it, right? Did he? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I've never done a deep dive on that show. But I did... Thoroughly enjoy whoever plays Peter Parker, who I find adorable, even though Tom Holland. When the doing Rihanna, forever. yes. <laughs> I forgot he had been Billy Elliot, yeah. and he can dance. Yeah. yeah, love. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> that was awesome. So uh, not at all. Well, so Jenna's all a, a flutter with excitement about being part of this project. So she decides to storm into Jack's office as Janis Joplin. Do we think she knows anything about Janis Joplin? We're about to find out even less than we had hoped. And then Liz spies a baby in the foreground, and she's into it. She's locking eyes hard. And <laughs> she starts little cooing like, someone's sleepy. And then Jenna, her life is thunder, is like, I am sleepy. We're also so excited. Liz is like, Max, is this your baby sister? Cute little girl or boy if you grow up and feel that's what's inside you. Which is very fair to say. And so Jenna is really paying attention now and realizes, Liz, look at my God. You, look at you and me and our biological clocks. You're going baby crazy, and I keep getting turned on by car accidents. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure what time on the biological clock that is, but I hope I never get there. <laughs> so Liz obviously has been trying to get a child for quite some time, as we saw from the do-over. And there have been so many fucking cameos and guest stars this season. Can we just talk about that for a second? Because that was like episode one, right? Yeah. Megan, mm-hmm. Malali. We just had Jen Aniston. Christmas special we had. Well, Elaine Stritch is sort of, you know, pretty constant there. I don't know. But Sherry Shepard also, I feel like, is a guest star on this one. They're not regular. They're yeah, yeah, yeah. Semi-regulars. But they make the whole show. But to have Sama Hayek and Peter Dinklage is kind of a big deal. It's a really big deal. So somehow Liz ends up with a shoe. And Jenna's <laughs> like, where'd you get that? And she's like, oh my God. it fell on the ground. And then she puts it in a purse. And what's in there? I don't know what's in there. So many other little a shoes. A lot of other baby So many shit. other little yeah, shoes. She's been collecting. <laughs> it's a problem. It is gross. So now Jack brings in his mother's new nurse. It's Selma Hayek. Alisa. Alisa. Love you, the negra. So just so you know, we've added a fan to Nick's room now, but the sleeves have come off, so I don't. <laughs> so Jack gives Lisa the tour of his apartment and says, I think you'll be finding my mother's nursing a mixed bag. When she's in a foul mood, it can be horribly unpleasant, but at other times, she's asleep. <laughs> <laughs> and at least it's totally understanding. Elder care can be stressful. And then Jack says, especially when the object of that care wanders around at night in depression area petty pants. I don't want to picture Elaine Stritch like that. 
What are petty pants? I'm assuming that they're like little bloomers that are like, bitch, your weave is snatched right now and not in a good way. Like petty. Like petty about it. <laughs> I think Thank more bloomers. <laughs> petty. We made it further than we did with the sleeves, so that's awesome. Yeah, I'm picturing like ruffled bloomers that like hug around the thigh. Yeah, which feels fine. A little cute. I don't want to see Elaine stretching her underwear. But uh, Salma Hayek says it's even worse. Her grandmother, uh, do you know what kind of clothes old Puerto Rican ladies wear around the house? No, me neither, because she never wore any. (laughs) But family is family, we learn, and Jack is evidently a good son. (laughs) Does she know that like, what happened? (laughs) He ran her over and then dumped her off the couch and broke both of her hips. Yeah. Yeah. so then Colleen shouts that she's out of the shower and needs to be dried off. Disgusting. It's fine. Nature happens. And then Elisa comes through with the wind and was like, he just left Mrs. Donaghy. Why is she German or Dutch in my accent? Oh, no. <laughs> it's a hate crime on so many levels. She's like, I'm coming to help you. And she winks and he admires her. And exciting jazz music starts. So when I was reading, so I looked up Senior Macho Solo because um, I wanted to research something on the and computer, on the computer, the internet. But I got to a um, old like TV Lab or AV Club, whatever it's called, article that was a recap from 2009, and it was atrocious. Just like you know, Hamada Hamada Selma Hayek, she's not a great actress, but that cleavage, gross. Yeah. Well, her cleavage is quite impressive. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so now we're in Jack's office. Tracy's wearing a shirt made out of money. <laughs> and Jack's concerned as a grizzin.com. They think his spending's got him out of control. He's like, give me an example. <laughs> well, you bought three hours of network primetime for your salute to Benny Hill. Dude. Talk about something that did not age well. <laughs> a creepy old man chasing oh skirt chasing women around in videos. Gross. So Tracy explains his theory of why he doesn't want to spend so much money because he's afraid Angie will divorce him if he ever has enough money for her to live off of half. So before she can get it, I have to spend it all on use of things like gold shoes and grizzly.com. Yeah. So then we learn that Tracy and Angie don't have a prenup. Jack is appalled. Evidently, when they got married, they loved each other and still do. How sweet. And the only assets that Tracy had were a toaster oven and two tickets to a young MC concert. Your best friend, Harry, has a brother, Larry. In five days from now, you're going to marry. Come over here without a second to lose. <laughs> I bust a move now. You want it? You got it. You know how you want MC is? Now, yeah. You want it, baby. Just bust a move. That song is a jam. (laughs) (laughs) So they decide to bring Angie in for a post-snap, if you will. I will. And um, Tracy then tries to exit with his gold shoes. (laughs) Very heavy. Huh? Hilarious. And they go to help. Grinson.com go to help. And he's like, no, I'm too proud. (laughs) Now Liz is walking down the street. She's full on baby crazy. There's some line of a show to get into and it's adults with the babies. And she's like, oh, hi. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Gasking at everybody. Hiya, buddy. 
Liz is on the streets of New York, just living life in the fast lane and touching what she thinks are babies' heads that are actually men. Okay, first of all, you should never muff up a stranger's child hair anyway. Yeah. Even if it was a six-year-old boy or seven-year-old boy or whatever she thought. And did you notice that it was like different hair? Yeah. Whoever she must, it wasn't Peter Dinklage. Mm-hmm. They had a much smaller neck. <laughs> I think it was the same boy from the end. Where it looked very similar. Oh, good call, Emma. <laughs> Why pay two boys for one job? <laughs> my Peter boy, my Peter Dinklage uh, research that we all loved him from the station agent and Elf. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then Tyrion Lannister from Game of Thrones, and there's all this stuff about how everybody felt like he's the nicest person ever. And so they all felt terrible about being mean to him on as their characters. And so they he and Lena Headley, Heady, Headley, Heady, hey. Cersei Heedley. Lannister, mm-hmm. they bought an apartment together and they lived together and would drive to and from the set and were like the best of friends. And she'd have to go and Aww. be just horrendous to him all the time. Yeah. yeah. She's Sorry. a really nice person, I think, that played one of the most hateable characters on television. So good at it. Mm-hmm. And I'll just run by these brothers having a little fight. I'm going down these steps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's one of those likable people. I'm like, kill her slowly and let me watch. <laughs> like, what do you mean she got buried to lie with Jamie? What the hell? Uh, not satisfying. Yeah. <laughs> so she scruffs this little boy's hair, or so she thinks, and Peter Dinklage turns around and is like, Did you just touch my hair? And she's very quick on her feet. She's like, Well, I had to do something to get your attention. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, You. Got it. Yes, I do. I like your tie. And I like aggressive women with a nerdy vibe. I would grab some coffee and explore this. I mean, what happened? So hot. This would never happen. <laughs> so now Jenna bursts into Jack's office trying to look like Janice Joplin. Oh. No. No, no. Jack. It's me, Janice. <laughs> <laughs> Shine out universal biopsy. So biopic so bad that I can't even dress as me. I mean, actually, I am me, so I'm dressed as normal. I feel like the writers hate her. And <laughs> because they're with me, and they're just like, she is annoying. How can we get everyone to hate her more? I mean... So, a little background on Janice Lynn Joplin. She was born in 1943 and died in 1970. American singer-songwriter sang rock, soul, and blues. One of the most successful and widely known rock stars of her era. And a drug addict. You know, happens... What can you do? Drugs. So she um, doesn't really understand anything about <laughs> Good anything. And she's, uh, Jack seems into it just because of synergy, obviously. And Shana gets like very tripped out by the iron bird in the sky because she traveled here from 1969. Bitch, there were fucking planes back then. Calm. But my friend Jenna Marone should be my understudy. I mean, she should audition for me. But I'm me now, actually. And Jack's like, ongoing train wreck aside. I love this idea. I love his voice. Am I a terrible person? I don't care. No. So then he I'll- says, we're going to do the synergy with a TV actress into a movie. We can promote both. It's like how we're including a Heroes DVD with the missile guidance systems we sell. <laughs> Yikes. I'm so glad I time traveled here from 1969. Hey, uh, I'm blue. <laughs> so we're back at the date with uh, 
Peter Dinklage's character's name is not Peter. No, we find out. <laughs> uh, but they've been on a date, and Liz looks like she's actually having a really good time. She's like, I feel like I've been talking nonstop. And he's like, no, you actually ate also quite a bit. <laughs> They're absolutely perfect for each other. He is like snarky, calls her on her shit, um, but also like very in command. And Liz has food. Perfect. Like, it's my fault for wanting to know about your job. It's just so much more interesting than the UN. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we will get into the languages in a little bit. But they also love Star Wars. They're super nerdy. Be cute. Be sweet. And then it's time for him to go, and he snaps his fingers, and tires screech as a UN unmarked black car comes to save him. And he's, she's pretty impressed. And he's like, are you free for dinner? Jenna's walking up, by the way. She's reading what looks like a child's biography of Janice Joplin. It's like <laughs> purple with bubble letters. Um, he's like, are you free for dinner? So nice this week. She's like, sure. I'd love it. Sounds great. Yeah, well, Jenna's like, who is that? Okay. Okay. So she asks if it's part of her mommy obsession, um, to which Liz says, only because I tousled his hair thinking he was a child. Happens, relatable, I get it. And Jenna seems, like, I guess supportive is the best way that she probably thinks that she's doing this. I don't know, but Liz She's showing like, some interest in anyone else, which is a pretty big deal for Jenna. Yes. Yeah. And then... <laughs> her inner saboteur comes out and says... Yeah. Liz is like, I'm afraid I'm going to fuck this up. And what if I say something stupid, like order a tall coffee or talk about my Nintendo Wii? <laughs> Did I mention that we met because I thought he was a baby? <laughs> Liz, you like this guy. You're a grown woman. Take a lesson from Janice and show some self-control. <laughs> that is not her voice. I can't do it, though. Liz, you like this guy. You're a grown woman. Take a lesson from Janice and show some... No, that's not it either. Damn it! <laughs> So Liz is like, how far into that biography are you? She's like, not very. Why? <laughs> What's happened? So now we're in Jack's office with Sherry Shepard, <laughs> the view, who thought that the earth was flat. And Tracy's wearing a hat made of money. Uh-huh. <laughs> and Sherry's like, let me get this straight. If I sign this and Tracy decides to run away with this chunky chick from Hairspray or any female of equi- equi- equivalent thickness, <laughs> and I get $8,500? That's correct. She's like, what do I care? I'll sign your stupid contract. I'm never going to leave this man anyway. Aww. You're not? She's like, baby, I'm going to be with you till the very end. I'm going to watch you die, Tracy Jordan. She's done it before, Jack. <laughs> so then um, he decides to not go through with this at all. And Jack is like fucking flailing. Like, just sign it. Everyone's ready. And they start getting down. This is happening, Jack. You could say or you could leave, but it's going to take a while. <laughs> and he mounts her on his desk and they all leave. And there's moaning, a terrible saxophone. It's bad. That's amazing. This guy makes Padushas. They're like an Indian donut. They're amazing. Mucheado Padusha Jaya. Careful, buddy. It's hot. Are you trying to pick me up to keep me from touching fire? Kiss me. Wait a minute. When you first met me, did you think I was a child? Yes, I did, sir. Unbelievable. I knew I should have listened to my friends. Kofi said you were too good to be true. Not, huh? Told me to wait three days before I called you. And yet here we are. Is anything even going to happen between us tonight? No. 
but, but not because of your size. It's because I have a thing about intimacy. I'm the weird one. I'm weirder than you. How am I weird? You're not. That came out wrong. You came out wrong. Oh, and I lied about your show. I have seen it. Be careful crossing the... So Jack's talking to Liz, and he's like, Liz, Jenna got the lead in this Janis Joplin biopic that I'm co-producing, and I want her to open the next show with a song from the movie. Which, She's like, oh, come on, Jack. You can't. Not into it. But you can't fight synergy. It's bigger than all of us. We'll learn. Liz once gave an exceptional presentation where she said synergy, time management, affluence, just a bunch of buzzwords. And Jack was like, oh, amazing. So then we uh, see Stuart is his name. That's it. It's fucking Stuart talking to <laughs> Kenneth. And um, Stuart always reminds me of Mad TV, as well it should. And he says, so Stuart, what's it like living under a bridge? Kenneth! Immediately <laughs> says Liz, because, oh my God. But um, Stuart's like, you need to calm the fuck down. I was telling him about my new apartment in Williamsburg. Anyway, so... Stuart continues to hit it off with all of the most important men in Liz's life. It's tragic that Kenneth is part of that. And Jack says, oh, the UN, they still have that. I could have sworn they turned that building into a Barnes and Noble. To which Stuart says, like you guys in corporate America are doing any better. Have you learned how to say, do you want fries with that in Chinese? Ah, the rapport. Which I think you would say in Mandarin. Mm-hmm. You would, yeah, I mean, there's different <laughs> dialects. You're talking about Cantonese, Mandarin, like be specific. Oh. One of fries with that Mandarin would have hit really well for me. Hit hard. Hit hard <laughs> I've never too. written a line of their show, but today. <laughs> I was eight years old, and I rewrote 30 rounds. <laughs> today she's got notes. <laughs> so Jack says he's senior VP for television and microwave oven programming. Wait, he got microwaves? He got microwaves back? Good for him. Stuart says he's the UN High Commission on Water Temperature and Food Taint. Gross. So first I looked up the UN and that doesn't exist, but there is a head of the UN doesn't exist. (laughs) The UN does exist, but there is a commission on not water temperature, but water itself. Gilbert Hongbo is the head of that. He's the UN water chair. Just so you know, he's a Togolese politician and diplomat who was prime minister of Togo. Ah, my God. So Jack's curious about how they met. And uh, Stuart says, uh, Liz here just saw me on the street and uh, went for it. To which Jack is obviously skeptical because Liz is someone who thinks everything through in the worst possible perspectives and does the opposite, which somehow is still not right. He's like, Lemon did that? She's like, yeah, you know me. So my lunch hour walking up and down 6th Avenue looking for a hot meal. (laughs) Yeah, no, they were like classic Lemon Man-eater in that she will eat... Anything made out of candy, even if it's shaped like a man. Yeah. <laughs> she has to detach her jaw to get him in there. So Tracy's super fucking pumped because he's back together with Angie, even though they don't have a post-nap. He's going to thank Jack on his uh, deathbed. So everyone just like, everyone just assumes Tracy's going to die like now, apparently. <laughs> well, he says, when I'm on my deathbed, Frenching my wife, I will think of you. Jack's like, please don't. Then they look at it. They lock eyes. The chemistry is more than they can handle. Not again. This is real, people. Alarms and sirens are going off. Everyone's <laughs> evacuating except Kenneth, who's clutching his phone because he has to answer the NBC phone as a page. Frank comes creeping around the corner with a hat that says night chicks and snacks, and he's going to watch. This is not a drill. <laughs> so 
as Kenneth is being traumatized, Jenna Have you ever had that sort of undeniable chemistry with somebody like Tracy has with his wife? Yeah. Really? Yeah. There's this guy, I went to a wedding in the Adirondacks, and there was this guy up there. Is that like your yeah. girlfriend in Canada? <laughs> it is like my girlfriend in Canada. Except it was a boy who was real. Emma just clutched his per- her pearls, so you must have really He was him. adorable. That was very cute. Yeah, he came. He flew down to Cincinnati to see me. Okay, well, now that your heart's feeling sad, back to the show. Uh, oh, Jenna's Jenna was- lording over the actor's room where no one cares about her at all. Mostly like this podcast. And she's like, I just want you all to know that as a prepared to venture into movie dumb, that an actor is only as good as the words. Oh, my thing is on. Everyone, shut up. Shut up your mouth. So then we learn um, to, unfortunately, what's his name again? Billy Bush, right? Gross. Canceled. Um, that Julia Roberts is going to play Janis Joplin in the biopic. And it's going to be directed by Martin Scorsese. And the screenplay is written by whoever is the best. <laughs> The best screenwriter in the world. And Jenna's, it's a huge blow from her project from Jenna Maroney and Steven Spielberger. That's right, Spielberger. And here's a picture of Jenna on a windy day. (laughs) (laughs) Fourth Kenneth is oblivious to all of this and was like, So confused. They don't have any of that good news you were talking about. Because this seemed like really bad news. So Jack's in his apartment. He's like, it's 7 o'clock. Why don't I hear my mother yelling, go home to the assistant contest- the Asian contestant on Jeopardy? Because Elise has put her to sleep. She's like, she fought me at first, but I find that authoritarian rapid Spanish subdues white people. She's like, bye, I'm headed out for the evening. Somebody dropped this off for you. And it's the gold shoes from Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> Which brings into stark reality the contrast between... Elisa trying to make her life and then the gold shoes of Jack. Elisa says, my nephew just joined the Marines to pay for college, but nice. That's fun. <laughs> He's like, no, they're from Tracy Jordan. I tried to get him and his wife to sign a prenup, but that led to uh, pledges of everlasting love and devotion. It was ridiculous. So then Elisa and Jack get into it. Not into it, but they sort of explore each other's differing perspectives. And Elisa very much believes that love is real. And Jack says, nah, nah, bitch. You come in alone, you go out alone. He's, he's, she says, it's really sad. He's like, no, there's nothing sad about it, actually. I have a great life. So I'm going out with a Fox News correspondent. But we'll have some dinner, some laughs, some sex. Not necessarily in that order. But I'm not <laughs> counting on spending the rest of my life with her. So what's your plan? Get old, die alone in an empty room with your gold shoes. That's what happens to most of us. At least I'm prepared. <laughs> Without getting into specifics, my exit involves a McFlurry machine and a videotape of risque commercials from overseas. So this is when um, LaGrange and Lemon are out on the town right. and they're getting some food. And Stuart tries to uh, get some... Well, he's explaining and speaking Hindi, which is very impressive. And then Liz is like, careful, buddy, it's hot. He <laughs> leans in towards a fire and she pushes him back. Like, you get your hand out when you're driving and the kid's in the passenger seat. Yeah, she full-on, like, hugs him and pulls him back. <laughs> and then... And says, careful, buddy. I know. And then Stuart looks at her reproachfully. And so uh, Liz pulls a Jenna and is like, you know what I'm going to use? Sensuality. And it's like, kiss me. Kiss me right now. He's like, wait a minute. When you first met me, did you think I was a child? To Liz's credit, she was like, 
<laughs> Unbelievable. I should knew I should have listened to my friends. Kofi, as in Kofi Annan, said you were too be too good to be true. Then a name that has clicking in it, which I will not do, said, told me to wait three days before I called you. And yet here we are. Was anything ever gonna happen between us tonight? Then Liz puts her shoe further in her mouth. It's because I have a thing about intimacy. I'm the weird one. I'm weirder than you. Oh, how am I weird? Yeah. <laughs> You're not. That came out wrong. You came out wrong. <laughs> oh, and I lied about your show. I have seen it. And then he just gives one of those. Not into it. Not into it, gross. Now we go to dinner with Jack and the Fox News correspondent who does not seem very bright. And he's I mean... We're all in the I've all been in the service industry. The lady will be having the tasting menu with some substitutions. Instead of any of it, she'll have a cup of hot water with a chicken bone in it and a bowl of salted ice cubes. I just tell you, salted ice cubes doesn't sound bad. That's <laughs> because salt is good. Salt, yeah. I know. I just feel like if you got that really good, that Malden salt, is that the one, Emma? Oh, yeah. Put that on some ice cubes. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in for a while. Give me a salt lake. So Jack goes to the bathroom to escape from all of this and upon urinating, fondles his balls and discovers a touch of a lump. <laughs> Scary. I Scarier still, but there are still bathroom attendants who stand in a room, which I did last year for small Montessori children, and listen to people piss and shit and then have to <laughs> hand them towels in the hopes of getting tips. I mean, I, never wipe butts, the- I never got a tip. What? They never get the tip they wanted, you know. Two head shakes from them. Glory halls. Um, <laughs> anyway, I once also thought that I had a uh, lump in my scrotum. It turns, yeah, I did. I that was before I learned about the vast deference, and they're supposed to be there. <laughs> Another vast, whatever connect, you know, it's fine. It's there's a lot going on there. Um, so. He runs into Elisa the next day and he looks very pale because he thinks he's dying of testicular cancer. And then um, Elisa manages to subdue him with rapid authoritative Spanish into checking out his penis. But first making fun of Michael Buble, and we should not skip that over because he <laughs> is punched in the face and is made for that. Right. She's like, it's nothing. He's like, it's nothing. It's embarrassing. She's like, more embarrassing than your CD collection? I didn't know Michael Buble had so many albums. Blah. <laughs> so she reaches down in his pants and she's like I'm a, he's like how'd you do that she's like I told you I'm a professional and you forgot to put on your underpants <laughs> so to take his mind off the situation he's like so you got any big plans for your day off and she's going to Prospect Park which is where I lived when I was little it's her dog you got Brooklyn mm-hmm. when the accent rolls over quinceanera party. party and he's like she says debutante ball and he's like you did that on purpose she's like I did well, there is something here. Could be a number of things. You get it checked out by a doctor. Don't try to be a Senor Macho Sola, which is actually what we call a McRib sandwich. There it is. Uh, have you ever had a McRib? Delicious. I have not. No. I have no idea what sort of beaks and assholes and hooves are in it. I, like, I haven't eaten meat in several is a years. Rib that has no meat or has no bones in it. It's pressed into the shape of a rib. I know. I just. It's really yummy, tangy, sweet barbecue sauce. I do love barbecue sauce. Right. So I'm hoping it was a soy product. I don't know. It could be people for all I know. It could be hooves and beaks. I don't know. I'll never have one again. But my memory of a McRib is that it's adorably shaped <laughs> like ribs and you get a lot of bread with it. So he's handling it all alone. Solo. Solo. <laughs> so then they're like, Jack, what are we going to do about this Julia Roberts movie? 
So Are yeah, Jen- over her. Yeah, Jenna. Everyone's over Julie Roberts. Jack is still reeling from the conversation he had with Elisa, and is like, "Does this mean anything? Whatever." And then he's like, "Should we get married? Should people get married?" And then Jenna says, "I'll do it." What? Uh-huh. what? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's not paying any attention at all, which is good. He says the movie's gonna work out fine. We're very close to securing the Janis Joplin rights. She's supposed to sing it on. Thursday, Friday, when does the show air? Friday, yeah, Friday. obviously. <laughs> Do we at least have the music rights? This is such a great answer. Uh, yes and no, Jenna. Yes, I'm talking. No, we don't have the rights. <laughs> but I'm on it. It's all going to be fine. So Liz calls Stuart. I mean, is she even really interested in him? I don't know. I mean, Stuart's... I mean, I they had good chemistry. He's a catch. She is annoying, but she did like pull him back from the fire. So like... Her instincts don't feel like uh, they feel like oh. So Stuart's like, I'm busy right now, Liz. She just wants to apologize. She didn't get a chance to explain herself. She's kind of baby crazy. It's like socially inept and baby crazy. <laughs> Hot combo. Um, and then Liz admits that she really does like him, and she really wants to see if this could become something. And. Stewart's a little gun shy and says, I mean, maybe just isn't enough for me. So Liz comes up with a plan. Have you seen the sex in the movie? Sex in the movie? Sex in the movie city. Have you seen the sex in the movie city? All the time. 100%. Boom. <laughs> and he says, once again, Liz, I am an adult man. <laughs> so she wants to reenact the scene where Miranda and Steve were having issues because Steve cheated. <laughs> Stuart's like, oh, so bored. So bored. So they decide they want to take a break, meet up on the Brooklyn Bridge, and Liz wants to do the same thing with Stuart. He's so. like, but for whatever reason, if I don't see you there, take care of Liz Lemon. And then she's like, can you transfer me to the Italian ambassador's office? Because I like to make it a prank phone call. <laughs> and he says, please hold. Cute. So then we're at Prospect Park, assuming, and hey, I eat, and Jack <laughs> didn't know what to bring to such an occasion, so he brought a 65 Moet and some pizza blasted Pringles. Yeah. <laughs> at least it's like, that was very thoughtful. Sorry if I was rude the other day. Like, he says, I'm sorry. She's like, oh, you weren't being rude. You're just being stupid. Did you go to the doctor? He's got a biopsy. They look like they're having fun, right? Isn't it We're cute? Yeah. She and Jack, invites Jack to stay. And Jack doesn't understand why any of the family members are actually getting along. He's like, why are they smiling? Who's being outcast? And Elisa's like, this is my friend Jack. To which everyone welcomes him. And what do we get? And then she says in Spanish, he's my friend. He has something on his testicles. Be nice to him. <laughs> So now Liz is explaining that they've decided to do the whole meet cute thing in the Brooklyn Bridge. And if we still want to get together, still want to be together, the thing from Sex and the City movie. I, like, I just don't know what to do. Here's what you don't do. Be alone. We were never meant to be alone, Liz Lemon. <laughs> Jack Surround yourself off. with people and love and babies with pierced ears, Jack says. <laughs> um, what is wrong with you? His testicle. His testicle. <laughs> his testicle. So he's regaling the near-death experience, the joys of having a piragua, which is a snow cone, except it's called piragua. (laughs) And the doctor's office calls scare, fear, terror. So Tracy decides to take it. Rough. So 
they're all raptly awaiting the results. And <laughs> Tracy decides to say the test was positive. Jack crumbles, defeated, emotional, scarred, wrecked. And then Tracy was like, I mean, positive, like it was good. Duh, the test results were negative. And then Jack. Yo, confusion. That is funny. Alec has some incredible acting here because he goes from just like the resigned defeat of I have cancer, I have to fight this or just die, to the confusion, to the elation, to just the, oh my God. So many adjectives. Lots and lots of adjectives. So Kenneth is now rapping, which I will not try. Oh, my God. From Teen Witch. Did you know what Teen Witch growing up? Nope. (gasps) Blake Lively's half-sister Robin, no, but... Supersonic, idiotic, disconnected, not respected. Who would ever really want to go top that, top that? Top that. That was the rap. Top that from the movie Teen Witch. Once again, I apologize that our regular warm-up comic die OD'd at a gay man's apartment. <laughs> also me. <laughs> Liz decides to go to the bridge tomorrow to meet up with Stuart, which is yeah. absolutely lovely. And inspired uh, by Jack and his new come love of Lisa. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, can two people fall in love over a benign gonad cyst? Why not? I mean, honestly, why not? It's not about the, where things start. It's about where it goes. Tracy told me that. He's kind of on a roll. <laughs> so the rights have yet to be secured for the forthcoming Steven Spielberger, Janis Joplin-esque biopic. So the announcer says, ladies and gentlemen, Miss Janet Jopler, the first of many Janis Joplin iterations. And because they do not have the song rights, Janis starts singing this. Did you want to go for it, Julie, or should I start Oh, second? no, you go right ahead. You're the musical star of this episode. I'm just... All right. <laughs> Only for me. Attention. I'd like you to come on, come on, come on, and take it. Take another little chunk of my lung now, mister. <laughs> we learned that Jack wrote this five minutes ago. You know you bought it if life makes you sweet food. <laughs> That was great. <laughs> Liz is V into it. So now we shoot to uh, Liz on the bridge. <laughs> and there's what she thinks is Peter Dinklage, but we know is a small child. <laughs> she leans inappropriately into his ear and says, waiting for someone. <laughs> to which his mom grabs him away, revealing Peter Dinklage. And he says, uh, Liz, shut it down. Shut it down. And who's going to take us out? None other than Janice Jopler. Chunk of my lung. Chunk of my lung. And take it. Take a big old chunk of my lung now, baby. Amazing. And the last line was amazing. You know you bought it if you buy it with things. Yeah, this is another home run episode. The guest stars are amazing. The A, B, and C stories are awesome. Nonstop jokes. Great acting. Great writing. Great boobs. It's a great episode. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I mean, should we take it? Take it. Take another little piece of my dong. No, maybe. Should we take it to the uh, chat? So let's rate this episode in the gemstones. What will the scores be on a scale of zero to 100 gemstones? 
said. Whoa. Looks like <laughs> I lowballed it with the perfect score of 94. <laughs> Emma just a little over at 97. And Nick with a very high 98. <laughs> Whoa, people. Whoa. We loved it. Yeah. I mean, the only reason this didn't get 100 for me is... Like, technically, on paper, perfect. It's like in gymnastics when you have, like, the difficulty score and the execution score. Like, execution score was 10. I just, like, enjoyment factor was, like, a 9.9. Just amazing. Very good. Very, very good. Not one that comes to mind for me when I'm like, what do I want to rewatch? Same, right? Well, that's why I gave it the perfect score of 94, because I will rewatch it. But I... It's not one of the, you know, I will watch him because the chorus goes here. Yeah. I want to give you a bath in the sink like a baby. (laughs) I mean, that's why I didn't get a hundred. It doesn't pop to mind when I'm like, what episode of 30 Rock fills my empty hole in my soul today? But it's still a great episode. Well, next week is our anti-vaxxer episode. So I'm pretty excited for that. The flu shot. (laughs) Not wanting to take it. So. I feel like we're on a roll. I think we're in the pocket of where it's just (laughs) home run after home run. It's so good. Thank you all for listening to this episode of Blurg. Please check us out on all the platforms. Give us the likes. Give us the subscribes. Tell all your friends. Um, Takespod.com. We do another podcast called Takes All Over the Place. We'd love if you join us. Um, It's my favorite thing to sit and talk about these silly shows with you guys. So. (laughs) Thanks, everybody, for listening. Great job, Emma and Adam and Nick. (laughs) Thank you all. Have a great night. Thanks for listening. Bye. Blurg is a project of Team Takes, a.k.a. Nick Cotter, Julie Sunderland, and Emma Cotter. With the invaluable sound editing help from Phil Cotter and Frank. (laughs) The awesome toenails on the wood floor from Frank. (laughs) We love you, Frank. And take it, take a big old chug of my lung now, baby.